Efforts are underway in Southwest Virginia to expand entrepreneurship among women and minorities. In this report, which is the first in a series on entrepreneurship among these groups, we will discuss black entrepreneurship in the region. In February, during Black History Month, the University of Virginia College at Wise led a panel discussion about black entrepreneurship. That panel was coordinated by Lamar Steele, the entrepreneurship coordinator for economic development and strategic initiatives at UVA Wise. For this story, he speaks about what that panel discussion revealed about businesses owned by African Americans. This report also includes interviews with two African American entrepreneurs, Adam Harris, owner of a barbecue catering business, and Raven Lester, owner of a hair salon. These business owners discuss challenges they have faced as minority entrepreneurs while praising Southwest Virginia as a welcoming place for black-owned businesses. As he works at UVA Wise to encourage small business development in the region, Steele, who is also a black business owner, was encouraged by the participants in the panel discussion and the opportunities that they spoke of for African-American entrepreneurs in the region. I was really pleased that, you know, none of them really had a, you know, face like no crazy adversity or, um, you know, wasn't welcome in the community or anything like that. Um, you know, every one of them, um, I felt like was opened, um, open doors for them in the mm-hmm. community. And everybody said to who they were. What is then the goal, perhaps, of this annual panel discussion that you're hoping to have? It is is it to sort of create a community around black entrepreneurs, or is it to maybe help current black entrepreneurs and business owners encourage other people of color to to get into business or maybe it's mm-hmm. both of those and other things but what perhaps is your goal for this panel discussion so so it is both of those but you know one of the main goals really is um and is that you know a lot of black people in this area don't believe in themselves to step out and go get something or something they you know can be really good at you know, Raven worked under another lady in her hair salon, and she talked about how she was paying 40% of the salon's bills. Mm-hmm. So, and the lady, she didn't know that until the lady told her, like, you know you pay, like, more than 40% of our bills in this company. Like, and, you know, but she never thought in her head that, you know, I can go out and step out on my own. Like, she never had that mindset. Mm-hmm. And then once she got that mindset, she hasn't looked back, and, I mean, she just exploded and, and and it's really awesome same thing with um you know jp and uh george smith and adam harrison you know they just stepped out or was trying to do something that nobody was doing and just took a chance and swung and and you know and they're hitting the ball yeah. um so i want you know people in our region to see not just call, not just black people just people in general say hey okay if, if they can do it I can do it. Mm-hmm. If I can have somebody just to believe in me and I can believe in myself and take a chance on me, then it's right there. All I have to do is go take it. You know, and that's coming from, you know, people coming out of high school in a college community, uh, in an astral community, wherever it may be. I just want to be a, a light to others that, you know, don't be afraid to go out and, and, and take chances uh, on yourself. What would it mean to Southwest Virginia if this region had more black-owned businesses? 
I think it'd be really, really, really um, a blessing for one. Um, I think it would mean a lot to a lot of people. Uh, it would mean a lot to the black community because um, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, owned uh, black businesses in this area. Um, you know, speaking for myself, you know, I, I, I have a company called Antler Deep Outdoors, and I'm very unique because in my area there's not a lot of black people who, you know, hunt or, or fish or anything like that. So um, it was really, like, kind of, like, scary to step out and be like, hey, I can do this too type thing. But I've seen some guys that, you know, inspire me from TV and stuff like that that was like, hey, just take a chance. Like, what's it matter? It's unique. Nobody else is doing it at that time. And then and now I started that back in 2018. Um, this is May 13th, be our fifth year. And now there's, like, I want to say five people, I mean, five different groups in our area that, uh, of course, they're not all black, but that are, you know, stepping out and trying to do their own outdoor thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, you know, we inspire other people to take that chance and do it. What's the name uh, of your business? Antlers Deep Outdoors, yep. And how long have you owned that business? Uh, since 2018. And has it been going well? It has. It has. Mm-hmm. It's definitely picked up in the last uh, couple years. Of course, it started out slow. Because, um, you know, I started from the bottom trying to, you know, get cameras and stuff like that, sponsors and stuff. And, you know, and now that we're starting to grow and, and everything, we're actually going to be hosting our first uh, outdoor expo that was never been done in downtown Norton, Virginia, May 13th. Uh, 11 to 4, so if, uh, if you ain't doing nothing for May 13th, <laughs> 11 to 4, you're an outdoor enthusiast, come, come and join us. Um, so we're really excited for that. Um, the city, uh, North City is really been a really huge supporter in that and they're excited to <clears throat> bring something like that to the region so and have you been a part of planning that yes i've actually been the one planning it uh, a whole lot actually i've been mm-hmm. the one who's been doing uh, all the legwork and, and and getting that done but you know um and along with some of the guys from my, my group as well but i want to start doing that yearly like i and, and the stuff the people will probably hear from me like man he wants to do this yearly yearly everything yearly but <laughs> I just have more passion about the entrepreneur side of things, growing our region, and you know, and showing people that's not from this area that hey, this area has a lot of potential. You just haven't seen it yet. You might have think you've seen it, but you haven't even seen the advertisers yet. Adam Harris and George Smith are the owners of Sugar Shack, a barbecue catering business that serves a broad swath of central Appalachia. Harris said their menu is very popular. Just, uh, we can pretty much, if if you can smoke it, we'll cook it. That's what we do. We smoke meat. Um, We love to smoke meat. started out pretty much as us just, we're doing it on the side, and then whenever people started tasting it, they wanted us to be at their events. So, and is there something that you feel um, on your menu that is really popular and distinctive? So, what we we called it our it was you know how Starbucks. Um, I'm gonna reference them. They have what's so called their secret menu, mm-hmm. and so what we had ended up doing was we put together our plate, our signature plate, which you'll normally get if you come to an event of ours. Um, we normally have our ribs, which are just spectacular. We have our sugar shack sauce, which is actually one 
Um, it's the one in 2019. Mm-hmm. It won Best Sauce at Appalachia's Oktoberfest in Appalachia, Virginia. Um, so our ribs are the main thing. Um, our baked macaroni and cheese is a big hit. But our secret menu that we created, um, we were just putting it together one day, and it's our Sugar Shack plate. If mm-hmm. you come and get a plate from us, it's going to consist of a pulled pork sandwich, two rib bones, coleslaw, and our sugar shack beans. <laughs> you and really are. Just, yeah, they <laughs> are crazy food. You're making me very hungry. What is the general geographic range of the business? We can go um, in the terms of from, we normally stick with Kentucky, Virginia, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say we wouldn't travel further than that. We would just have to get our permits. For the if we were to go to North Carolina, South Carolina, something like that, because where we can just pop up, we can take our. What we do is we don't have a food truck. Mm-hmm. We have a I think it's a 2017 Chevy Silverado. We put our drums on that. We have our canopy tent, and we pop up and we cook at your event. Make the area smell good, um, and we pretty much have a mobile kitchen mm-hmm. in a sense um, that we go with and just pop up so i would say right now the the we've done stuff in kentucky uh tennessee and virginia mm-hmm. but i would love to see us branch out and go into other places in this um you know probably about two three hours away but so we are actually based out of big stone gas yeah. virginia mm-hmm. um it started in kingsport george was at the time living in kingsport and then he ended up buying a house over here in big stone and mm-hmm. so we ended up basing our operations from Big Stone at this point. Yes, sir. Raven Lester is the owner of Raven's Hair Salon in Wise. The salon provides cuts for men and women of all hair types. The business includes two barbers and two stylists, and it is looking to add a fifth employee. Well, we offer a wide range of services um, at the salon. We um, we offer styling, uh, prom, wedding whatever special occasion, or we have some clients that come in weekly that'll just get a set, and we help them with that. We offer cutting, barbering, chemical services, such as relaxers, perms, blowouts, highlighting, global bleaches. We offer waxing. Um, But the thing that I'm most proud of, which I'm proud of them all, but I'm proud of the extensions um, because I've seen how they drastically change someone's appearance and in return it literally changes their life and how they perceive themselves. Yeah, I love that you have sort of a mission through it to sort of change appearance and change lives that way. Yes, yes. We, it's, it, it's so um, heartwarming just to see people after they get done and just to see their face and see how much more confident they are mm-hmm. and they're ready to take on other things and be successful in life, you know. Was that a motivation for you to get into business? Um, absolutely. I just love to make people feel good. Like mm-hmm. that's, it makes, it does my heart good to do others good. Who would you say your target customers are? I don't, I don't necessarily have a target customer, but I mean, everyone, I want young and I want old. I want kids. We do babies haircuts. Um, I do all ethnic backgrounds. I can do Caucasian hair just as much as I can do African American hair. I'm very skilled at both. Um, but Clients that I try to target right now, doing hair for being licensed for 13 years. At this moment in my career, I try to target clients who are suffering from hair loss. Um, if it's from, you know, just 
health or whatever reason they suffered hair loss, I target those clients because there is hope out there for them. The six-year-old Sugar Shack has been successful because the product is popular, Harris said. He emphasized that in Southwest Virginia, people are concerned about what is being sold, not who is selling it. Well, let's talk a little bit about then the, the nature or the, the climate for black-owned businesses in this region. Were there any challenges that you faced because this is a black-owned business, or do you feel like you've been sort of welcomed and that the, uh, the customers it, don't care? It was definitely, I would say it was definitely at an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that there was a market for barbecue in this area. We are the only, like you said, the only black-owned um business as far as food that I can think of Mm -hmm. in this area right now. Um, Previously, there was a Knox Cafe here in Italy Bottom in Vicksburg, Virginia. Um, Mr. Knox and his wife ran a wonderful cafe here for many years until they retired. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was able to watch him do that, and George was as well. Um, But as far as anything, I think we had an advantage because we knew, we know our barbecue and we know the way it tastes and everything and people like i said once they tried it they loved it Mm -hmm. they didn't care if it was cooked by black white whatever if you show up to an event that we're at we're going to greet you with a smile (laughs) we're going to make sure that whenever you leave you're going to leave full you're going to leave happy and we'll probably bless you with a little bit of ministry um our faith is a big thing that we take ourselves we pride ourselves in um god has definitely led this for us Mm -hmm. and uh it's, I think as long as we put God first and everything we do, it's, we're not going to have any obstacles with it at all. Lester echoed those thoughts. Um, you know, I have had, I've had the opportunity to talk to some other business owners, such as Lamar and Adam, and um, we all came, summed up that it doesn't really affect us mm-hmm. in our area, mm-hmm. being an African-American with a black business in a small town predominantly with Caucasian people, we're not affected by that. Shockingly, but we're not. Nevertheless, both Harris and Lester said that while they have been welcomed as entrepreneurs, some white-owned businesses have not always been as welcoming to them as customers as they could be. Beyond your success as a business owner, what would you say about the environment though that you live in? You also are a customer of other businesses. I'm sure you're also living in a community that is predominantly white. Right. Do you ever have issues about that that could probably inform African Americans coming to this region who want to shop at businesses in this area beyond just being entrepreneurs? Yeah, um, so I have been blessed to never have um, too many issues in this area. I mean, I I can tell you I have been stereotyped before in the Kingsport area. Um, Just, you know, there's been an instance. I remember walking into a shoe store just to buy some shoes, and the shoes that I was wearing, they didn't even, they were more expensive than the shoes in the store. I was looking for my son a pair of shoes. Um, And the lady actually thought that I'd stole the shoes from that store. Mm. So she followed me to another store. And my wife, who is Caucasian, um, who's white, she actually spoke up and said, ma'am, you know, why are you following my husband? So, I mean, 
you, I've dealt with things like that before. I will say that luckily in Wise County, um, I was born and raised in Appalachia, Virginia. I now live in Big Stone. I've lived in Norton before. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not faced the same racism that my parents faced, the generation mm-hmm. before me. I'm praying that my kids won't face the the racism. The little bit that I faced, I pray that it's a race. Mm-hmm. Now, there's probably going to always be racism in the area um, and uh, what I would call stereotyping, you know, and things like that whenever you go into a business. But I've been blessed to say that it's never happened to me. I'm not going to say it's never happened before. I've heard stories. I've been to many Juneteenth events and heard stories. I've been to many um, family cookouts and I've heard stories. Mm-hmm. But I've been blessed that it has never affected me in any store in Wise County or the city of Norton. Um, I very rarely run into any problems, but unfortunately in the area that I live in, um, there's still people stuck back in time. And so they have that mindset of... Um, you know, they're dishonest. Mm-hmm. They're not loyal. They won't pay or they'll steal. So we are stereotypes. But once they get to know us or me, I will speak for myself, mm-hmm. um, That that's out the window normally. Do you think maybe because you're a, a business owner that that helps in that regard? I mean, because you're out there trying to make a living in an honest way and, and people see that, they're just there's a comfort level with you because you are a businesswoman. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that completely because if I, if I was not a businesswoman, if I was any other black person on the street and I walked in, I feel like, I feel like they might get um, a, a more severe treatment, if you will, than I would. In spite of some stereotypes and discrimination, Harris and Lester believe that Southwest Virginia is a welcoming place for both African-American business owners and African-American customers. Words of encouragement would be, you know, we don't have a lot of African-Americans who own businesses in this area. The people are so loving and kind here that I think they would support them 100%. But mm-hmm. it's depending on the business that you're bringing into this area. Um mm-hmm like another hairdresser, a black hairdresser from a city who has predominantly black clients. They're not going to succeed as well as I am here unless they learn how to do all mm-hmm. ethnic, every every race hair care. So depending on what it is, it, it just depends on if you're going to flourish or not, what business you're going to bring to this area. What advice would you give them, if any, that would be specific to the nat- to the fact that they are African-American businesses? Whenever I see myself, you know, I am the brand. I'm the face of the company. George is the face of the company, and we are obviously black. Um, the biggest thing that I can tell people is go with what you know and step out on your faith and just do it. Mm-hmm. If you will just leap, take that leap of faith and go out there and do it, you can conquer it. All you can, I mean, and if you fail, you fail, but at least you tried. You know, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't try to do it. I feel like there is more blacks moving into this area um, who are used to more, I mean, blacks season their food a little bit more, you know, than your traditional 
southern, you know, Caucasian people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of our food, you know, even from back in the slave days, I mean, people were eating our food because, they, you know, the slaves were cooking the food, and it just, I mean, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's definitely um, a benefit with the seasonings that we use, um, the barbecue sauces that we've learned to make, um, and just as far as getting that out there, um, it's, you can definitely tell the difference in, in barbecue. Barbecue mm-hmm. is going to be different no matter who cooks it, mm-hmm. whether you're black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, whatever. I think that if you're going to step out and be a black business owner in this area, don't be scared to do it and just step out and do it. Steele hopes to continue to bring black entrepreneurs together for discussions about how they can help grow the economy for everyone in the region. And the thought of that excites both Lester and Harris. I think this region um, has come so far from from when I was a little little kid. And I think that, you know, people really, real, really would accept people who are black entrepreneurs to open up businesses or any idea uh, of an entrepreneur mindset um, to come in this region. I think they would really be accepted with open arms, um, whether, you know, they're from here or not from here. Um, this area just wants to grow and be successful. I think everybody's on board, you know, no matter what color the race is. Definitely on plan on growing and, mm-hmm. and, um, bringing more to the area, bringing more to my clients in the salon base, but also, too, I would like to bring um, different businesses, um, as in, like, skincare. Because when I go to Atlanta to visit my sister, you can get, like, raw natural shea butters for your skin and different soaps for your skin because, you know, black people are often affected with drier skin conditions like mm-hmm. eczema. So just different products for ethnic people. I would love to open up a business to offer that. There are people here, there are black people or ethnic people here that could benefit from more black businesses because I know a lot of people from this area who travel just to find products um, for our hair or our skin or just different things that are not, that's not here in this area. Mm-hmm. Well, then my last question just is to any um, African-American from outside this region, whether they're coming here to live or if they're coming here to operate a business, what would you say would be the positive attributes of this region that should encourage them to come? Yes. So the quaintness of it, the community of it, um, this is a very, it is a very welcoming community here. Um, just like any other community, people are going to want to get to know you. You know, everybody's going to know your business and everything or try to know your business. But um, if there was anyone who was coming at, from to this area, um, I would definitely say bring your business here. Uh, we need outside things that aren't in this area already. So it would be definitely would bless this area if they would bring um, their attributes that they've picked up, whether it be in the city or in another, even in another country, um, because I think whenever people bring in those attributes into areas like ours who have never 
our area is sort of sheltered sometimes in these mountains. You know, the mountains are a good thing. Sometimes they do protect us from the weather, but they also hold us back as an obstacle. And getting, if you don't leave these mountains, you don't get to embrace the life that's a little bit different, and it's a good thing to embrace it. But, yeah, definitely bring bring in the business that, you know, if you see there's a need here, bring it in. Um, I don't think that it would be a challenge. I think that it would definitely be an advantage of African-Americans to bring their business here to this area. You have been listening to Together to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. And I am your host, Dirk Moore. And you have been listening to WEHC 90.7 and to WISC 90.5, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you for listening.